Do you need my playlist? I would love your playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Can we make the whole episode about your playlist, actually? Oh, my God. Let's do it. Let's do it, David. Well, the playlist is a good idea. I also uh, wanted to follow up on the rescue kitty named Buddy. We can make the whole episode about Buddy. <laughs> I'm movie. so ignorant to Buddy. I'm sorry. That's Tariq my gotta... rescue cat. In oh, my bio. your bio. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Was that on the news? <laughs> recently? Yeah. You put your rescue cat yes. in her bio. And I live with <coughs> my daughter and rescue kitty. Right. There we go. All right, buddy. I was yeah. like, I got to include that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's imperative information. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Abstract, the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium and the School of Education at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues and ideas in public PK-12 education. Uh, today, we're continuing our Profiles in Educational Equity series, where we feature an initiative from each of the Merck School Divisions to promote equity for students and educators in Metropolitan Richmond. We are excited to have Tamika Massey, Dara Williams, Derek Bates, and Joelle Grimaldo here from Richmond Public Schools today. Um, they're here to talk about their Brothers United mentoring program, including its origin, evolution, impact, and contribution to the overall vision of equity for the division. Let me introduce you to everybody now. First, we have Tamika Massey. Uh, she is the engagement specialist with Richmond Public Schools Office of Engagement a 17-year veteran of the division. She has devoted her career to supporting children's and family, children and families in the city of Richmond. She has worked in education since 2002, first with the Richmond Public Schools McKinney-Vento Homeless Education Program, uh, transitioning in 2015 to the role of lead parent and community liaison with Title I. She has been in her current role as engagement specialist since 2017. Her three major strands of work are supporting the Chief Engagement Officer and Department Initiatives, uh, fiscal management of Title I expenditures specific to the Office of Engagement, and oversight of the Brothers United Mentoring Program. She also serves as the Division's Foster Care Liaison. She was born in Lexington, Virginia, and holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Behavioral Science and a Master of Arts degree in Human Services Counseling with a concentration in Marriage and Family Therapy from Liberty University. Uh, her and her 11-year-old daughter, Mia, are both avid VCU basketball fans. Go Rams. Go Rams. Yeah. <laughs> and she has a rescue kitty named Buddy, which we've already talked about extensively before the episode started. So, Tamika, we're so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. To my left, Dara Williams, who I've worked with in the past, and this was, today was our reunion day. It was very exciting. Uh, Daryl began his career in education with Henrico County Public Schools, in 2012, as a family advocate at Highland Springs Elementary School and co-chair for the district's fatherhood initiative. He also served as a lead family advocate and later as a family and community engagement coordinator until late 2018. Uh, Daryl has also volunteered his time as a mentor for Henrico Heroes and team leader for Team Excel. Both programs were created to support students. He certainly currently serves as engagement coordinator for Richmond Public Schools Office of engagement where the belief is that schools and students will not be successful without deep partnership with families and community. Uh, he served on a number of local committees and boards including the Henrico Partnership for Family and Community Engagement, which is how he and I know each other, uh, River Bluffs Community Association, Meta RVA, Extension Leadership Council, United Way Literacy Collaborative Action Network, the Men of New Water, and others. Is that it? That's about it. <laughs> uh, he's a certified master trainer for the National Partnership for Community Leaderships Partners for Fragile Families Fatherhood Development Curriculum. Uh, he's also certified as a National Family Development Credential Program Instructor to facilitate training on the Empowerment Skills for Family Workers course. He was born in Richmond and graduated from Bryna High School in Henrico County. He has a Bachelor of Arts degree in Mass, in mass Communications from Virginia State University. Uh, Daryl has two teenage That's sons. Right. One in middle school and another in high school. Um, from my previous work with Daryl, I would describe describe him as a wellspring of energy and good ideas. Daryl, it's good to see you. My man, good to see you Welcome too, back. Man. Thank you. Uh, and then we have Derek Bates. 
Derek has been an educator since 2014 when he began his student teaching. He is currently a third grade exceptional education teacher at George Mason Elementary School in Richmond Public Schools and an adult basic education instructor for the Region 15 Adult and Continuing Education Program. So you're getting people at all all ages. Yes. <laughs> uh, Derek is also the school program coordinator for Brothers United Mentoring Program for Young Boys of Color with Richmond Public Schools, which is what we're going to be discussing today. He has served as an intensive in-home counselor for youth and families in Richmond, Virginia. Derek was born in Richmond, Virginia, is a graduate of Henrico High School and obtained a BS in criminal justice from Old Dominion University in 2007, a uh, Master of Science in Criminal Justice from Florida International University in 2011, and a Master of Education in Special Education from Virginia Commonwealth University in 2015. While at George Mason Elementary School, Derek began mentoring a fourth grade student who he has coined as his godson and mentee for life. Super spoiled. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> a mentoring is a big deal to you. <laughs> yes. Derek, yes. I'm glad you're here. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. And then we have Joelle Grimaldo. Uh, Joelle is a rising third grade student at George Mason Elementary School. He has earned straight A's since kindergarten. He likes to play with Legos and build Lego cities. Um, and no surprise, he plans to be an engineer in the future. He has four brothers and one sister. Uh, Joel also has the record as the youngest ever participant on this podcast. Way to go, Joel. That's a big deal. <laughs> it is. Joel, welcome. Um, let's get started. Tamika, tell us more about Richmond Public Schools. What do we need to know about students and educators in your division? Richmond Public Schools is a large um, school district serving over 24,000 students. Um, our students represent a mix of cultural and socio socioeconomic diversity. Um, they are amazing children. They are intelligent, they're creative, they're ambitious, and they're resilient. Um, our educators are extremely devoted to their students and work tirelessly preparing lesson plans, analyzing data, driving test scores, and graduation rates. You've been in with the division for a long time. Yes. What has compelled you to stay in your work in this division for so long? In my opinion, it's, it's the families and the students that we serve. I don't feel that I could go anywhere else in this region and serve the population that we serve. Um, our families are amazing. They are resilient, they, um, they're ambitious, um, and they, they work hard, and I love our children and families. Yeah. yeah. There's some incredible people working in Richmond Public Schools. Absolutely. Yeah, we're Absolutely. thrilled to partner with them. Daryl, tell us about this Brothers United initiative. How did it begin? How did it evolve? What are its goals? So I'm going to break that into uh, let's, let's break sections, it down. okay? Um, so it began, it was really a community effort, I mean, a huge community effort. Um, when uh, Superintendent Cameras led the effort for our strategic plan, uh, Dreams for RPS. Um, with that campaign, I mean, we conducted over 150 meetings uh, in the community, got their input, and were able to create our Dreams for RPS strategic plan. Um, within the plan, there are five priority areas, um, they have eight action items. Um, Brothers United, for instance, is action 4.4 in the strategic plan. Um, so this was really something that the community spoke to. They wanted this to happen. So everything that we're doing, honestly, out of our office, this, this is what you know the community said, this is what we need, this is what we want. Mm -hmm. So we're not acting on that. Mm -hmm. How did it evolve? <laughs> it was, um, for us, it was really important as we developed this program that we partnered with Virginia Mentoring Partnership. Uh, we wanted to give uh, our mentors a, a, a solid foundation, you know, for them to, uh, to be successful as mentors. We wanted to make sure it was aligned with the national standards, um, make sure they had best practices, and specifically, 
talk to them how to mentor young men of color, you know, um, especially the population we're, we're working with and, and the challenges that, that our children are facing. So we started uh, at George Mason Elementary School where my man Joel and, and, and uh, Mr. Bates yes. are housed. Um, actually, I love going in that school. Um, and um, that was it. So we, we launched it in spring 2019. Uh, and we started with 10 second grade boys. Mm. Uh, and we are hoping, or well, not even hoping, we're going to expand yeah. the program. Yeah. And a quick follow-up to that. Um, I imagine there's other school divisions that have mentoring programs, but they don't always have it listed in their strategic plan as one of their action items. What does it mean to have this embedded in the Dreams for RPS strategic plan? Oh, man, it's huge. You know, that, that speaks to the division's commitment to you know seeing this through and, and making it happen you know it's it's hard when you don't have central office um, uh, backing for different initiatives that you know you may want to do so when you have that support when you have the superintendent on board you have everyone else on board all of our chiefs everyone is behind this the school board loves it um, the community is appreciative like you know so it's 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 really really beneficial um, for us for the success of the program and for our kids yeah. yeah and what are the goals of the program so the goals of the program we have three uh, we want to uh, help boys of color create and develop a positive and healthy identity, uh, facilitate uh, the skill development and social connections needed for them to be successful, and also encourage them to be positive forces in their community. Hmm. How do you feel like it's um, been accomplishing its goals in its early years? Man, I mean, we just started in spring 2019, <laughs> so we had we did this in a relatively short amount of time. Yeah. And honestly, um, I think it had great impact. If nothing else, we showed the boys that you have another caring adult male in your life, if nothing else. And we've all made connections with the boys, you know. And what I love about it, too, like, Joel's not necessarily my mentee, mm-hmm. so to speak. He's not assigned to me, but he's just as much my mentee. You know, they all are. So we all look at the boys that way. You know, right. we, we and the boys respond to us. So if I'm talking to Joe, I mean, we can have a conversation. He'll respond to me. Same with any of the other boys, you know. Mm-hmm. So that part, I think we've been successful in um, trying to build that relationship. And that, that will help us out. Definitely. If I could expand on what Daryl said, I think it also speaks to the district's ideology that relationship building is something that's going to make the hugest impact within the entire district. So it's so wonderful that we have a new administration that has that philosophy and that leadership style that they believe that we can't make a huge positive change without those deep, genuine relationships being built. So understanding that our district is built up of majority of boys of color and minorities. So to know that those positive relationships are being built, starting on a small scale now, but eventually it's going to be throughout the entire district. It's unconceivable what the positive outcome is going to be strictly from just the relationships alone. So again, echoing what Daryl said, the support from central offices say these relationships are needed, they're necessary, and they're going to cause a change is extremely like it's overwhelming to say this. I'm so glad that we're doing it. Sure, yeah. And it's, last summer we did a, a whole podcast series on the importance of relationships in public education. Why do you think that relationships are the foundation of? Public oh my education? gosh! Just speaking from the teacher standpoint, if you don't know how to educate your children unless you know them and knowing what they're going through, knowing what they're capable of, knowing what their endosyncrasies are, what their triggers are, because it's important. It's unfair to a child to not know their voice and to not respect their needs and wants. And you really won't be able to academically educate a child until you meet, and this is my philosophy, until you meet their needs in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And you won't be able to know their needs unless you're having relationships with them. And that's not just me teaching you and telling you what's right or wrong, but how was your day? What was for dinner last night? How's mom and dad doing? Did mom have the baby yet? Those simple conversations build meaningful relationships and the children just gravitate to you and they're able to do anything that you need them to do. That also builds the trust, you know, Most not only definitely. with the students, but with the families as well. You know, we, we need the trust between the schools and mom and or dad or whomever the caretaker is for the child. We need that trust, you know, with everybody. So that relationship piece is huge. Um, I don't think it 
I'll take we, we can you can't do anything, anything without, it. without it. Sure, yeah, yeah, it's it's clearly integrated into the culture of RPS. Absolutely. Um, well, Tamika, could you describe how this initiative fits into the broader strategic plan for the division? Sure. So our strategic plan is guided by three core values, which are equity, excellence, and engagement. Um, Brothers United is the first um, ever RPS district-wide uh, program and initiative to pair young men of color with mentors of color. Um, and what we're hoping to do is to help them build relationships and we also want to leverage partnerships within the Richmond community. Um, yes, we did focus on young men of color based on data. However, we do believe that mentoring is a strategy for all students. And, and because of this, we will be partnering in the fall with Girls for a Change mm. this year to provide mentoring opportunities for young women of color as mm. well. Can you talk a little bit more about that program? Girls for a Change um, was created by Miss Angela Patton. It was developed um, to promote um, promote excellence among young women of color. Mm -hmm. And so we will be partnering with them to um, hopefully provide mentoring opportunities and afford them the same opportunities that we have given our young boys of color. Yeah. Derek, let's start with you okay. or Mr. Bates. <laughs> <laughs> what led you, you to become <laughs> involved in the Brothers United mentoring programs? Oh, man. Describe some of the things that you've done. I don't want to belabor the hour, um, but I do want to go like into like just give a full time of how it happened. So, reluctantly, I went to a community meeting. It was held at Peter Paul and Dr. Shadi Harris. So, I mean, she pointed me to the side. She said, I like a lot of things I heard you say. Let's get together and meet. So, of course, scheduling. Had to get that taken care of, and we had coffee at um, Brewers Cafe, and we both were on the same wavelength that the boys need to have exposure as well as support. Mm -hmm. So that's where we um, came up with this concept of how we could just give that to the kids through mentorship. Mm -hmm. So my mentoring journey actually started individually when I just said, a little, um, he's in seventh grade now, when he was in fourth grade, he sat beside me on the bus, and I was just led to take him under my wing, and um Seeing how just being a role model, just being a constant source of support, encouragement, and love to him caused him to evolve. But not just him, but it also helped me out a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it helped me understand that, you know, you really have to be strategic with who you spend your time with and how you spend your energy. Because you have to give your energy and love to people that need it, mm -hmm. deserve it, and appreciate it. So it was ironic that a fourth grader helped me realign my values in my life because I was seeing how me just pouring it to him was helping him, but also it was helping me too. So just seeing how his teachers had said, you know, since he's been working with you, I'm seeing a change in this, I'm seeing a change in that. And not to say that he was a bad child before, but you're just grooming him into being a different kid. So um, that really started my involvement. I saw how that was effective. So to be able to do it again on the grander scale, knowing that Brothers United is going to move from just being at George Mason, so eventually being throughout the entire district, it was like, oh, this is amazing to see if little boys, and now we have girls too, that can link up with somebody who really supports them, who can really show them a different way. I never want to say a better way because who's to say what they're not seeing now is great, but just a different perspective to introduce diversity to them, to introduce just different exposure type materials, exposure type experience, so they can have a broader range of knowledge because that also links back to being more successful in the classroom. Mm -hmm. You have your psyche understands certain things. You've been exposed to certain things. Content will be easier to grasp. You'll be easier to make connections. So it's just, it's, um, it's like I get chills talking about it because just to think how you having a 30-minute conversation with a kid once a week mm -hmm. could put them on a completely different trajectory than where they were before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you describe some of the things that you do with the program? How does it, oh, how does man. it operate? How does it operate? Mm -hmm. So I was a school coordinator. It was overwhelming this year because it was the first year and I had a lot going on with my own caseload. But just being sure that I would talk to the mentors, they asked me, is, your, is my kid here today? And that was my responsibility. Let them know yes or no, they're not here. So that was my main goal as well as working with Joel. So just being sure that it was running smoothly in the school as much as possible, understanding that a school schedule is never the same as far as what's going on with the kids. So just being that middleman between the mentee and the mentors, okay? 
Daryl is coming. Mr. Williams is coming. Is he bringing this? Is he bringing that? I'll ask him. I'll see. So just really being that liaison and um just recruiting within the school to find committed individuals who are willing to sacrifice that time mm-hmm. and just also fostering the relationships with the boys that were going to be in the program. Transparently, a number of the kids I had already known because I taught them. So I had to be sure that I was um, in charge of really pairing up some of the mentors and mentees too. So knowing their personalities of the kids was helpful to see the personalities that I saw with the mentors that were coming in. And I know that I did not want to blur any lines between me being your teacher and being your mentor. Mm-hmm. So I had to really be strategic about how I placed those people together. Mm-hmm. So just um, giving it a lot of like tender love and care was really my main job as the school coordinator at Mason. So, yeah. How would you say the role of a mentor is different than the role of a teacher? The role of a mentor and the role of a teacher are completely different because as a teacher, we automatically have standards that we have to go by as far as what we're going to teach the content. Written, taught, tested, that's the buzz in Richmond. So just being, moving from an academic standpoint that I need you to know this information Versus with a mentor, I want to show you this information. I want to have a conversation with you to get to know you on a deeper level about, you know, re- really, what, is, what are your interests? Mm-hmm. How can I show you a different way to do something? How can I teach you by my actions mm-hmm. versus how can I teach you through a content type situation? Mm-hmm. So it, while it's one and the same because a teacher is a mentor unofficially, but to say, okay, this is just you and I, Tom, I'm going to work with you with this versus you and I, and we're remediating something. We're going over information that I need you to learn mm-hmm. for you to spit back to me or for you to be assessed on versus I'm giving you something that I want you to take with you for the rest of your life because it's something that's going to impact you. So sure, there's a definite difference in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I imagine you do both of those jobs very well. I would hope so. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And let me add, there are no lesson plans with uh, a mentor. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of autonomy to, to connect. Most with definitely, the most definitely. But like Daryl said, the Virginia um, mentoring, they came in and they gave us some tools to use and just really a baseline mm-hmm. to start with. So that was helpful. Yeah. That was really helpful. Well, you mentioned Joel. He's sitting right beside you. Absolutely. Joel, it's your time to shine. What have you liked about the (laughs) mentoring program this year? I liked that we had field trips. And actually, it's sort of like a tutor. Mm -hmm. Someone to help you out, be there for you. And makes you feel happy. Mm-hmm. What have you liked about working with Mr. Bates this year? Because he's a great person to to help me get supported. What kind of things have you guys done together? Um, went on field trips. Basically, everyone in the mentor program did that. Um, just really had lots of fun with all the mentors. All the kids, all the friends that I've made in the mentor program. Mm. Can you talk about the field trips that you did? When we went to the science museum. Oh, science museum. What was the last one we went to? Green jumps. Oh, the last one. It was um, the trampoline part. Um, Do you feel like you're any different after being in the program? Like, have you changed at all this year? Like, I haven't really had a person that wasn't a part of my family that helped me. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Bates is the first one to do that for me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you and Mr. Bates are going to have a lot more work together in your time at George Mesa. I know that he's excited about it. Yes. Um, and Mr. Bates, you talked about this. Uh, you uh, Teachers have a lot on their plate. Mm-hmm. Right. What led you to, to take the time to be a part of this initiative? To be quite honest with you, I feel like I'm a better mentor than teacher, really. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I can teach content. I can instruct the class. I can manage classroom behaviors. But innately, just building connections with people is something that I thrive off of. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, you know, I go out, I'm in the world like, oh, my gosh, do you want to be my friend? Can we be friends? But it's like, <laughs> how can I help you, like, 
I'm a servant by nature. I know being a teacher is really a calling, like it's a ministry type thing. So being a mentor allows me to do more of what I really want to do, which is just help children and families. So I can help them more outside of the classroom than I can inside the classroom. Now, don't get me wrong. I do value education, but I know that in order for you to be an upstanding citizen in this world, you have to have more than just content knowledge. Mm-hmm. You have to have character knowledge because that's way more important than anything. Mm-hmm. So um, it really allows me to just get in touch with people on a different level and knowing that everything I do is filled with just morals and purity. Mm-hmm. It really it, it's, it's my purpose here. Like I've been here to be just like this beam of light. And while I'm, you know, such a happy person, I just know that, you know, this is fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and have you noticed any impact on the, the overall culture in the school from this program being there? Yes. The support that we have from, like, our administrators and um, I guess you could say our second grade, <laughs> second grade class yeah. in the sense <laughs> last year, it was a class. <laughs> in every sense yes, of the word. And, you know, our babies at George Mason, they are some of the best kids in the entire world to me. And that's, of course, some implicit bias because I teach there. But um, we had some little boys who just needed that different attention that a teacher doesn't always have the time to give. Joelle was in class with, like, four of the other mentors. So one teacher, her class was heavily loaded with the number of our mentees because there was a need for those boys to have that connection. So just to be able to see how, you know, those boys had another individual in the building or that would come see them once a week, that would come eat lunch with them, that cared about them. And just to see how, you know, everybody like, well, is is my big brother coming today? Um, I can't wait to see him. We do this, we do that. Just to know that it's impactful. And like Joel said, and getting chills hearing him say, this is the first person that has supported him outside of his family. Mm -hmm. It's different. Because the teachers have always been supporting him since kindergarten, but it's just he's conceptualizing it as a different type of support. And to have that ownership and to acknowledge your feelings as second grade mm-hmm. is so important, especially from a boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that creates that individual thinking and that creates just that self-awareness and high self-esteem, most definitely. Yeah, it seems like it's having a big impact. Uh, Daryl, what do we know about the, the benefits of mentoring? I mean, I think over, overall, I think most people know it's going to affect the, the boys or kids um, academically for sure. I mean, we know that we, we feel that it's going to give a tremendous impact there socially, um, emotionally, um, things like that for sure. Uh, we talked about those things actually um, today. Um, a few statistics. Uh, research shows that 52% uh, less likely um, than peers to skip a day of school, 55% more likely to be enrolled in college, uh, 46% less likely to start using drugs, 78% more likely to volunteer in their community, um, 130% more than twice as likely. That's a lot to say. Um, <laughs> to say they held a leadership position, um, you know, in a club or a sports team. Um, so, but for this coming year specifically, we're going to track um, the impact uh, of mentoring has on uh, attendance and discipline. Mm. Uh, specifically, we feel like those those two areas will be easy to measure um, in this, as we are. Building relationships. I think right. as you roll something out like this, that's what you want to measure. You may not see the impact in those other areas mm-hmm. necessarily, but if we can at least get our kids um, to school every day on time, um, as much as possible, and reduce some, you know, the discipline uh, infractions, that will that will be a win. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, that would be a big win. It seems like we focus on. Um, Test scores is one of the main metrics for something yeah. successful. Mm-hmm. Why is it important to focus on attendance and discipline? I mean, well, go ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll, no, you go. Yeah. No, from the school, <laughs> no, you do it, yeah. Oh, my goodness. From the school standpoint, yeah. I'm a, like, our children are not just numbers. Mm. Our children are human beings. Yeah. They have feelings. They have emotions. They have needs. They have wants. They have curiosity. So what better than an individual who has specified time with that person once a week or on our field trips to just fulfill 
those needs. Mm-hmm. That's nothing that a standard of learning will be able to do. Mm-hmm. A standard of learning mm-hmm. will be able to be mastered once everything else is dealt with. And we all know that Richmond is filled with families who experience constant trauma, mm-hmm. who've had ongoing issues, and it's our job to support that mm-hmm. in addition to teaching the children. Yeah. So just, I love how, you know, we're going to, and data moves everything. Data is the buzzword. To have that data on the attendance, to have that data on the discipline, I want, um, and I just had the, the thought, when we get to the older grades, just have, like, that magnacognitive understanding, like, how did you feel before you started this mentorship program, and how do you feel now? Like, mm-hmm. to get a really a deep dive into the true emotional effectiveness of having a mentor, and I think that's something that, you know, will really change the world. Mm-hmm. Like, Richmond could be the pilot for just how every school district starts to work this thing out, mm-hmm. because we have an entire world to save, and it's just one child at a time. Mm-hmm. So to go back to the original question, why is it important not to just focus on tests, because tests are not our life. Mm-hmm. We're not constantly tested with content, but we are tested with being upset, with having a bad day, mm-hmm. with being depressed, with anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. So just to have those skills from having a relationship with somebody who can show you how to handle those things, mm-hmm. that's true success to me. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll add, too, you know, with the attendance piece, you know, school is the safe place. Yes. You know what I mean? So... We there are a number of our schools. Let's be honest, a number of our students that and, and Derek alluded to it. When, you know who live in trauma zones. Let's just be real, like high trauma, um, and we would much rather our kids, the students, to be in that school building for those six hours or so. Um, much you know, it's better to be there um, with your peers, with uh, adults who care. Um, that's what we want. We want you there every day. Um, and the behavior piece, I mean, that helps the whole building. I mean, we talk about it, Derek, you know, um, and I've been in education for a while and just talking to teachers and knowing that in working in school buildings, behavior issues can take over your whole day. Okay. I mean, and then you can lose the time, the, the precious time you have to actually teach. Right. So if we can reduce those, that will benefit not only that child, but think about the impact for that whole classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, that will then all of the children will get fed, you know, that what teachers are trying to mm-hmm. to do, right. you know, why right. they're really there, not to handle behavior issues all day, but to actually, you know, teach our children. So we're, right. we're trying, to, trying to get there. And what's the reason for specifically focusing on young men in this program? Well, first, of all, I'm going to say, you know, our our young men, we look at them, they're not risks. You know, we look at them as rewards. Um, and this program is asset based. You know, we want we want to acknowledge and uplift the brilliance of young men of color. Uh, honestly, we just want to show them how great they are. You know, there are honestly a lot of challenges um, that young men of color face. That's just the reality of it. So we want to empower them we want to show them that they can be great um and it's been really powerful you know connecting them with you know folks that look like them you know mm-hmm. mentors that look like them so they can see see that we're intentional about taking students on these experiences where um they're introduced or you know to maybe a black owned because that uh the trampoline park for mm-hmm. instance is a black owned black facility owned you know mm-hmm. and then yeah. having one of the owners come and just greet us and talk you know and showing like hey guys you could do this if it's if this is something you wanted to do whether yeah. they conceptualize that now or not but just putting them in that environment mm-hmm. um the virginia state um universe that's what you were trying to say um vsu mm-hmm. um, <laughs> instead of vcu um you know taking them to a hbcu letting them see that and getting that feel um you know we can go go back to data. I mean, you know, research. So research, you know, shows us anyway. There's a disproportionate number of Black and Hispanic um, males, um, you know, who um, have large disparities um, reading uh, in reading proficiency, um, et cetera. I mean, we can go down. I'm not gonna, you know, data you all to death, but you know, <laughs> but that's a true. That is a true issue. That mm-hmm. is something that we want to do. Um, to try to head on. Um, we have a lot of our young men that are dealing with um, the justice system. You know, they're caught up in, in, you know, 
criminal activity, so forth. So we're trying to give another option. I mean, there are plenty. Let's let's be real. There are plenty of programs out here. Um, lots of programs for our students um, to help them. But you know, we really think that this this one, being that we are specifically working with young men of color, and now we're going to work with. Um, young ladies as well. I mean, we just want them to, to we want to show them their value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what kind of impact have you observed in the in the first year? I know it's only been around for a semester at this point, but what have you noticed so far in the students and mentors? I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, I think, um, just the relationship piece of just watching how everybody has been able to connect with their mentor, uh, mentor, mentee, um, the mentors themselves like we have a good bond like we mm-hmm. i think from the first meeting actually yeah. you know we were you you had those connections made now mind you a few of the guys already work in george mason so mm-hmm. they're familiar but then you have folks like myself you have damien you have a few of us coming in from central office and who are not working necessarily working together every day but we've all come together we we're here for the same reasons we all care um, and that's been great. You know, we go the extra mile if we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, taking kids home, dry, you know, right. talking mm-hmm. to mom. I've called my men- mentee's mom, you know, several times, you know, just check in or if I need to get them something or mm-hmm. what have you. You know, so I think just that relate, just watching the relationships um, blossom um, has been great. My relationship with my ment- uh, mentee has been awesome. You know, he's, you know, look, Rajan's all over the place all, all day, every day. Oh, um, but he is a really uh, sweet kid. You know, he's he's a good kid. I, remember, I he, he said this one day, you know, um, so he referenced himself as bad or being bad. Mm-hmm. And I told him, man, don't you ever say you're a bad kid. You're not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, do you make bad choices uh, yeah mm-hmm. you do that but we all make bad choices i said don't ever say that you know mm-hmm. you're a great kid and just seeing that and just pulling that out of, and just watching how he's excited if i come around or you know when are we going to hang out and uh, are you going to see me over the summertime and all that i mean those things <laughs> like those things show that all right this this is working like, yeah. this is important mm-hmm. just that alone i'm not there to teach math you know, <laughs> you know, we're there to be a support and just just be a light for the kids because, yeah. like, you know, they deal with a lot, um, yeah. way more than people know. I tell people a lot, just spend some time in a, in a school, you know, right. volunteer for a day, mm-hmm. one full day right. um, at some of our schools and you'll get a you'll get a snapshot mm-hmm. um, as to what, you know, reality is for our kids you yeah. know, and what they have to deal with. Um, on a day-to-day. Right. Yeah. Proximity matters. Proximity we talked matters, a lot about um, relationship building. I was building. just going to say that, yes. And, you know, while the mentors have been able to build relationships rather quickly with their mentees, mm-hmm. um, I've also been able to build and establish relationships with the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> on, on the back end, you know, with you know, the planning of our student experiences and the logistics and kind of, you know, reaching out to Joel's mom, Mm -hmm. you know, for him to be able to join us um, this morning. You know, I think um, it says a lot um, about the program. We're not only reaching the children, but we're reaching the family Mm -hmm. and we want to be able to support them and, you know, in their daily Lives, so I think um, relationships have been a huge part yeah. of you, this. You just made me uh, remember, um, Derek. What was that situation we had? Oh my goodness! Uh, when we came back from the experience, yeah, mom. one of our kids couldn't even go home because there was a homicide in the neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the mentor Hubert talked to mom, and mom said, "Well, can you keep him for me? Mm-hmm. That's trust." And I think that's really the hugest pillar of the entire mentorship program. The mother trusted the mentor in this moment where she knows she was simply helpless because she couldn't leave and she knew her baby couldn't come inside. Mm -hmm. But I trust this gentleman to take care of my child until I'm able to get back to him. Mm -hmm. So we all know that a, a relationship is nothing without trust, professional or personal. So we have to incorporate both as educators in the school system. And the impact has been these trust and relationships that are being built, like Tamika and Daryl said, not just with the students, 
but with also the families. Mm-hmm. And Richmond has had a lot of things that went not so trusting, mm-hmm. and I'm not like down in Richmond, but the news yeah. tears us apart. Right. So to know that we have positive press coming in from trusted relationships, genuine trusted relationships, and it's so evident because even other mentees will recognize me and say, Mr. Bates, can I come with you? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a trusted adult. I need a break. Can I take a break with Mr. Bates? Can I take a break with Mr. Battle? Because we're trusted adults in the building because we've mm-hmm. built those relationships with the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. It's all about having that mutual understanding of respect and trusting one another to know that you're not going to harm me. I'm not going to harm you. And anything that we're doing together is for the betterment of both of us. Yeah. So it's all about that trust. Daryl, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that was a monumental yeah. case of how impactful this program has been mm-hmm. for a mom to be in distress and to only know that the adult that has her child, she trusts them enough to keep him for the remainder of the day. Right. And had he not event. been with us, what would have happened? He what, would have been what, exposed to it. He could have experienced that, you right. know, that right. added trauma. Um, you know, so instead he got to spend the day you know, the rest of the day with his mentor I think they at went, the movies. They, they, the they went movies. to Chick-fil-A. Right. 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 You know, and he... he never knew the never knew reality of what, what was it was. Going on yeah. in his neighborhood. See, and that's an incredible story, and I think an important takeaway from that is that there's, there's not necessarily anything measurable from that, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So in At terms all. of impact, it's not always just what kind of outcomes do we exactly. see for students, right. but exactly. undoubtedly that's improved the life mm-hmm. of, of that oh, student. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. And the family. And I think once we do it one student, one family at a time, it'll spread like wildfire amongst the entire district. Mm-hmm. And the, we won't have to get ahead of stories any longer. We won't have to save face. We'll be able to say, this is Richmond Public Schools. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing but great things going on with your public schools. Hmm. That's the attitude that we're working towards. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of the future, what are the next steps for this program, Derek? For myself, I'm continuing to do what I do as far as being over the school program coordinator. I'm working more closely with Joel. My schedule is going to be so much smoother next year. I had two great lovers last year, so Joel would see me, and we spent some time together, but not as much as I wanted to. And I'm so glad that Joel is understanding because he saw me as a teacher. Reluctantly, our class was right next door to each other, so we always see each other every day, all day, in a sense. But just to um, continue to foster relationship with Joel and as well as the other mentees and possibly recruit more. Mm-hmm. Because to see the impact on the 10 that we had, to know that we have the capability of touching more, it's just, again, it gives me chills to see how it's really coming to, like, coming to life. Because this is, transparently and personally, this is something that I've been wanting to do forever. Mm -hmm. Just be able to be involved with kids' lives on a personal level to help them even the more outside of elementary school mm-hmm. just to, to give them tools that are going to be able to carry they'll be able to carry for the rest of their life so the next step in that regard is just continuing that recruiting more people recruiting more mentees recruiting people that really have a heart to serve mm-hmm. Shirley Chisholm says service is the rent we pay to be on this earth mm-hmm. and you know you do what you do not for recognition not for payment but just really for impact sure. so to find people with that humble humble like mindset this is my next step too mm-hmm. Daryl, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, we are expanding the, pro- uh, the program. We are going to move into Oak Grove, Woodville, Miles Jones, and Shimborazo Elementary School. Uh, those schools are our cohort of schools that we have piloted um, our initiatives during the spring. So that, those all, the, all of those schools were our pilot schools for the spring, so we're just going to open this up to those schools now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to continue. And, to grow. and yeah. And as Derek mentioned, we're recruiting uh, mentors. I saw where um, Tamika put my picture on a flyer <laughs> <laughs> all, all through City Hall. <laughs> it looks great, great, though. I saw it on I Monday. Said, it looks amazing. I said, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> So capitalize on that. Oh that yeah, yeah. Daryl Williams uh, oh, yeah. celebrity status. <laughs> I guess, man. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> so keep an eye out for some some Daryl 
flyers uh, around coming yeah, to you, yeah. Richmond. Um, Tamika, how do you see mentoring as a vehicle for promoting equity at Richmond Public Schools? So we know that boys of color in our country face um, a tremendous amount of challenges um, and, you know, the failures of institutions that shape their development mm. and um, outlook for a healthy future. Um, you know, boys of color, you know, face overwhelmingly higher referral rates for um, disciplinary action and exceptional education services as compared to their peers. Um, similarly, you know, criminal justice system, black children are are 18 times more likely than white children to be mm -hmm. sentenced as adults. Um, so, you know, mentoring um, provides, you know, an increase, it increases social capital. So what we want to do is we want to empower, um, you know, engage and promote the strengths of boys of color. Um, you know, we know that children thrive when they are surrounded by stable, consistent, and meaningful relationships with, with adults who care. Um, so the mentor-mentee relationship, you know, provides our children the opportunity, you know, to have these nurturing relationships um, that, that are important in supporting male students. Um, and, and in addition, we want to strengthen their ethnic and racial identity. Um, you know, children who have faced uh, adverse situations but have access to access to resources can avoid negative outcomes and you know we believe that mentoring is a strategy that that can help them be successful and you know um, face those you know significant risk and stressors in their lives yeah yeah and this this program's clearly incredible but I also know it's part of a, a broader strategy for for RPS to um, to support mm -hmm. students and educators and families so what do you want people to know about what you're doing at Richmond Public Schools to make the school experience more equitable for your students and educators? I would like for the public to know that we cannot do this work alone. Um, we have to do this with the community. We know that there will be tough uh, conversations to be had, um, but we, we are ready and we know that we cannot do this without a deep partnership hmm. with family and community. Yeah. Yeah. I want the public to know that we're working hard um, mm -hmm. in RPS. You know, in the midst of all of the chaos yeah. through via the media and, mm -hmm. and et cetera, it looks as though if you just look at those negative stories, you would think that yeah. our division right. is just in right. shambles mm -hmm. and that we don't have anything great going on. Um, I want them to know that we're working hard to change that narrative, mm -hmm. you know, that we we have plenty of things going on that are awesome in RPS, um, not just what we've been doing mm -hmm. recently. I mean, there have been things going on for years that are awesome in RPS that yeah. just need to be pulled out mm -hmm. yeah. and brought to the forefront. So I just want people to know that's we are doing that. You know, don't let don't let. Don't let the stories fool you. Um, but we we have a group of dedicated uh, folks who really care about children and families. Like I, I feel like I feel like everybody. That's why we're there. You know, I, right. I mean, that's right. you don't take this type of job. You don't do this type of work um, if you don't care about children and families. So that's right. what we're working for. Mm -hmm. You know, and and so I just I think I just want people to know that. Yeah. You know, and we want. Our kids to to have you know meet their full potential, and we're just trying to provide um, ways for them to do that. I would have to ditto everything that Daryl, as well as Tamika, have said. We want people to know that there is greatness within mm -hmm. RPS. Yeah. Like, please don't let the storylines fool you. Yeah. RPS has some of the most amazing children and families in the entire world, and that is no lie. Mm -hmm. Um, we just, we have hard work to do mm -hmm. because it's just years of things that not even, like, RPS has had mm -hmm. impact on. But, like, we live in a state that's controlled by, you know, the governance of being, mm -hmm. if that's making sense. Like, so we have to work harder to overcome whatever 
that we've already impacted ha, has impacted us negatively. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to be um, wanted to be known that again, there is greatness within and going on inside of RPS. Mm-hmm. Is it hard work? Absolutely, mm-hmm. but it's a labor of love, and the reward is so much greater than the stress. So to know that. What people have to understand is that as a school division, we are framing their future. <laughs> so we ha- it's not work that should be taken lightly. And we have um, we have individuals that are here for that. Mm-hmm. I, um, I just have to shout out Dr. Shadi Harris because she mm-hmm. is definitely, I mean, the whole cabinet, of course. Mm-hmm. But to ha- I have a working relationship with her and to know the passion that she carries about the children and families of RPS She's the right person for the job. Mm-hmm. She's in a position where she's taking everything that she's doing for these people, mm-hmm. that being the children and families of Richmond, very seriously into heart and to know that um, like her ideas are being supported is truly amazing mm-hmm. from her colleagues, from the people that govern her. So to know that that support is there, it's like a light bulb is going off. Okay, this is what we have to do to get the classroom to be to look different, mm-hmm. to get the accreditation up, to get the trust between the families in the school district, to get the state to recognize RPS for the greatness within. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want the people to know about Richmond Public Schools and why we're doing this Brothers United program. Right. Yeah. So shout out to Dr. Harris. Shout, shout out, out to Dr. Shadow Harris. <laughs> yes. And the only thing I'd like to add is that uh, I, I had a chance to attend a graduation for a high school in Richmond Public Schools a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And the valedictorian gave an incredible speech and said um, that the, the voices of critics in the community tend to rise up whenever we're experiencing struggle, but they shrink down in our moments of triumph. Mm-hmm. And so this program is clearly a moment of triumph. And we're Absolutely. so yes. grateful to have the opportunity to share it um, with everybody out there. So we're going to need to leave that there for now. But if you'd like to hear more about this important initiative in Richmond, we hope you will join us for the 2019 Merck Conference on Friday, October 18th at the VCU Academic Learning Commons our theme for this year is Advancing Educational Equity, Supporting Diverse Learners in Metropolitan Richmond Schools Through Community-Engaged Research. Uh, members of this team will join representatives from each of the seven Merck School Divisions for a panel discussion about the innovative ways that they are promoting equity for students and educators in their division. Uh, those stories will also be featured on this podcast series, so stay tuned. Our thanks, as always, to the VCU School of Education for supporting the work that we do at Merck to Jesse Seneschal for his direction, to Kyle Rudd for our theme music, to Tracy Knapp for our logo design, and to all of our partnering school divisions, Chesterfield, Goochland, Hanover, Henrico, Petersburg, Powhatan, and Richmond. Our thanks today to Tamika Massey, uh, Dara Williams, Derek Bates, and Joelle Grimaldo for sharing their story and for the important the work that they are doing in Richmond Public Schools. And of course, thanks to you for joining our conversation today. We hope that we will continue to find dynamic ways to support all learners in Metropolitan Richmond. My name is David Naff, and this has been another episode of Abstract, the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium in the School of Education at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues and ideas in public PK-12 education. Let's talk again soon. should have brought Buddy with you. We'll make Buddy the picture for the episode. How about that? Cats get play. People love cats.